Hello, and welcome to Please Don't Send Me Into Outer Space, the podcast intent on exploring all that science fiction and fantasy has to offer, one movie at a time. My name is Aaron. My name is Sarah. My name is Joel. Hail Hydra. This week was Hawk the Slayer from 1980, directed by Terry Marcel, written by Terry Marcel and Harry Robertson, starring Jack Palance as Voltan, John Terry as Hawk, Bernard Breslau as Gort, Ray Charlson as Crow, Peter O'Farrell as Balden, and Patricia Quinn as Woman. I mean, Sorceress. <laughs> Depends on where you read it. <laughs> Uh, so we got this as a pick. Somebody picked it for us. Aaron, what's the story? Yeah, um, my friend Mike Strauss, uh, we, we often play uh, Dungeons & Dragons games together, and uh, uh, we were just talking about the podcast, and he was like, well, you guys should watch, you know, Hawk the Slayer. He says it's like, he said it was the most uh, Dungeons & Dragons movie he's probably ever seen, um, other than obviously the movie that's called Dungeons & Dragons. Which is not very Dungeons Which isn't very good. But yeah, you know, Hawk the Slayer came out way before... Way before any of that nonsense. So, a lot of people... Um, he told me that a lot of people, you know, base their characters on some of these characters in this movie. I don't see how that's possible. Weapons. I don't see how it's possible to base a character on this. Oh, really? You, unless you elaborate your own story into what's going mm. on there. Because mm. these guys... Uh, you could have got the same acting if you painted a, <laughs> a two-by-four of wood and put them in the costume. <laughs> oh! I just... You know, <laughs> I think what he was trying to say was is that there's a really famous weapon in this movie, uh, and a lot of characters that he the glaive knew, they also use this weapon in their campaign. Oh, they use the mind blade? Is that yeah, a thing? dude? Oh, that's I didn't cool. I didn't know if you wanted to talk about it right away. No, I don't. I don't care. Do you care? No, not at all. Sarah, dude. what's your opinion about the mind blade? It's a sword of mind. Yes. Sword of mind. <laughs> well. I kept wanting him to hit somebody in the face with that fist at the end. <laughs> a, fist, a fist on one end and a sword on the other end. And I kept wanting him to punch someone with a oh. fist. Yeah. And and another thing, like, he thinks of it and it comes to him. It's like a magic oh, boomerang or something. Like, it just comes to him whenever he needs it. Whenever. But he, he doesn't think of it sometimes. No, like, he does. You have to, if for in order for this weapon to be really good, you need to be thinking about it. <laughs> I'm dying over here. I'm dying already. <laughs> it seems like he doesn't, he's not apart from it for the most part, except for that one scene where you're saying that he didn't have it. Yeah. And that's when our poor, uh, our poor dwar uh, dwarf friend got murdered. Uh, Baldur. Baldur's yeah. Gate. Balden. Yeah. Your favorite character, Balden. Balden, man. Balden, cool, dude. the trickster. Yeah, man. He knew how to eat. He knew how to eat well. Mm -hmm. But yeah, man, that, that mind sword, I mean, 
how convenient that you could just think about it and then it glows a little bit and it hovers over to you. <laughs> it's like a genie in a bottle. <laughs> that can only give you a sword. <laughs> What are your three wishes? Well, I'd really like a new car. Sorry, I only do swords. Like having a caddy. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's it. It's just like, like I could totally see why Voltan wanted it like so bad. Like, how cool is that? I mean, oh, my car keys. And then, like, you know, there's some synth kind of background music, and your car keys just float to you, you know. And you're like, it's time to go. <laughs> yeah, just yeah, Voltan. Think of that. Uh, think of that mind sword. Yeah, pretty yeah. good. Yeah, uh, man. I just, he didn't seem. Voltan, the big baddie, Jack sure, Talents, sure. which is ridiculous that he was playing this role. Ridiculously awesome. I I, I kind of went from like kind of chilling, like like I was kind of like reclined a little bit in the chair when the movie first started, and then as soon as I saw um, Voltan, like I immediately went into like a like a uh, forward sitting position, like my hands were on my knees and like my eyes were like gazing into the TV, like oh this just got real. <laughs> Like edge of the yeah. seat. Palance is in this movie. Yeah, that was hilarious. We we're I was sitting there for a minute, going, "Where do I know this guy from?" Oh, that's Curly from City Slickers. Yep. <laughs> totally. And he. There are people who have British accents, right? That they didn't make the continuity of that kind of stuff wasn't really. Um, well, put together very well, but that's okay. I, I mean, mean, other than the father having an English accent, neither of the brothers had an English but accent. But there is so. that. There is that um, actress in the temple with the nuns or whatever oh, that yeah, had a British nuns. accent. Yeah, I, I noticed um, that a lot of the common folk like really had some pretty deep British accents. Or at least we're attempting this type of accent. Yeah. Like the slavers, the people on the road. Yeah, slavers, bandits, slavers, bandits, and um, yeah, highwaymen. All these type of characters in the movie all had that very kind of, oh, what you got there? Yeah. I'm gonna slay you. (laughs) Your friend's good as dead. Oi, put another shrimp on the barbie. Yeah. uh, Crikey. No. Yeah. It was like that. Uh, no, that's not but I, I found it very entertaining. I mean, I thought it was pretty funny. And there were some cool stuff that I had. There were some cool things in the movie that mm. I hadn't seen in other movies. What do you think is unique to this? Oh, man. Uh, this movie? Silly string. Yes. All of the oh magic God. in this movie. All of the magic. Silly so string amazing. can kill you. This movie's yeah, the effects are the kind of thing that somebody with like the ambition to be a filmmaker would do in their backyard with their camera. Like like there's you know, they use dry ice and they blow in fake snow and they've just got like a light at the end of the sword which, you know, is is lighting up everything kind of greenish and at one point like the uh, uh they open the door the the woman the sorceress sticks something through it and the guy's like huh and then he is just covered from head to toe with silly string and it's it's no it's doubt that green. it's yeah there's yeah. no doubt that it's silly string it, <laughs> it's not anything else it, co- yeah, it comes out in a string like substance and then it just slowly curls on it cur- yeah. curls up on it it's silly string it's just mag- a magical cantrip of silly string like that's a- <laughs> That's the best they could do. 
You know, it's not slime or anything like that. And they must have used a couple of cans because later we see him and he's just covered. Oh, yeah. Like, head I to think toe. that was probably a statue or Oh, I something. hope so, because that would suck to have <laughs> to sit there and breathe Stand there in. while they were... I'm not sure. Spraying silly string on it. And silly string wouldn't hold that long either. It would it would eventually fall off from him, you know? It's not it's not adhesive. <laughs> well, if you, so, like, they would have to yeah. keep... They would have to... I mean... In theory, that means That's they would have true. to keep touching them up. Yeah. Like, throughout oh their recording. It, it, it adheses to itself, so if they, like, started from the top and, like, yeah. layered it down, mm. it might hang <laughs> off of them. But, yeah, it's <laughs> not easily picked up and removed. Death by silly string. And keep the lighter away from it. Oh, <laughs> Can you imagine? Because there were fire, there were fires yeah. in this movie, so yeah. Yeah. if somebody had accidentally done something. <laughs> we lost another extra. <laughs> I, I also thought the bouncy ball, bouncy ball um, oh, yeah. spell was a, kind of a nice. That was that. a nice effect because, um, like, they, they they threw like some like couple different color tones over them when they were bouncing everywhere. Um, dude, that sorceress used every cantrip in one go. She was just like silly string spell go, bouncy ball spell go, um, <laughs> illusion magic snow maybe. I don't know. <laughs> Snow Someone shook her, shook her hand and the buzzer went off Boom. and he was like, ah. And then he handed, she handed somebody a can of peanuts and he opened it and a fake snake yeah. popped out. <laughs> <laughs> he was like, this is my magic. I'm for Death by snake popping out of a can. <laughs> okay, another short okay. film we're making. Okay. <laughs> That's pretty good. Besides the Kanye telling the... <laughs> Telling the Zool that he's a god uh, is uh, yeah somebody opening up a fake peanut can and then getting bitten by a snake. It's <laughs> pretty damn a good idea. Uh, it's not a joke anymore. She definitely unloaded all her zero level spells in one go, though. Yeah. Absolutely, that's what it felt like at that point. She only had the, the minimum amount of magic because she spent all kinds of magic she, teleporting Hawk everywhere. She used some pretty high-level spells there, yeah. Like, she could have spilt some water on the floor next and just hope they slipped and fell. <laughs> <laughs> Banana peel spell. Yeah. <laughs> Go! <laughs> I can do this, too. Oh, Throw water dear. on the floor. Your poor dear, sit in this chair. <laughs> Oh, someone threw up over here, fake barf. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my god. Amazing. Oh, and the the, and for the finale, she gives everyone a stick of gum. Oh oh yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Pee-wee's big adventure. Pee-wee's big adventure, yeah, that's what I was thinking. (laughs) Trick gum. Uh, trick gum. Now I want to talk about that instead. But we're going to go back to Hawk the Slayer. Right. Uh, synopsis, Sarah. Give us a quick synopsis. Okay. There's this guy named Hawk. <laughs> and he's a slayer. And in the beginning, this man is dying. And uh, he tells his son Hawk, not his other son, Curdly from... City Slickers with an eye patch. <laughs> From Three Stooges. <laughs> he tells him to go away, but then he tells Hawk <laughs> that he can uh, take this... Oh, 
because the neck gruesome. pouch. Yeah, take the take, neck pouch take off. My neck pouch off. <laughs> I forgot all about that. What was the purpose of the neck? The neck it pouch had contained the, the pebble stone. in it. It had the stone. Stone, dude. What's because the, the cause, stone? Because oh, the hand closes okay. around the stone. Yeah, the okay. mind stone, dude. That's, he that has the to think potato. about it in order to enchant the sword or whatever. That's right. So that sword's been sitting around this whole time. Well. Well, it's revealed that Voltan, that's the secret family uh, magic. Right. This is the secret that Voltan wants so desperately from his dad. That he never mentions until the end of the movie that he wants it. Yeah, pretty much. Okay. Made of Valerian steel or whatever. It's so, a good sword, man. Mm-hmm. It's pretty good. So there's this guy named Hawk, and he um, takes off his dying father's neck pouch to get out the magic. Remove my neck pouch. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> when we say neck pouch, we don't mean he's got like a flap of skin. It's like a fanny it's pack like, around his neck. He's like wearing a huge sack around like a necklace. <laughs> like a little leather purse. He's just chilling in his like full gold room too. Oh yeah. Oh, oh, sorry. I'm sorry. No, no, you're and right. He's, you're he's right. looking at like a purple pool, isn't he? <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's got a purple pool that he's just staring into. <laughs> It's a magical place. Yeah, Bolton busts in. He's like, what are you doing in daddy's private place? I guess <laughs> Pretty much. We haven't even done anything. <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> okay, so <laughs> synopsis is there's this man who um, needs to like- get the gold <laughs> so that he can... Uh, <laughs> I don't remember he's upset. Him he's avenging. No, he, he's yeah. avenging his wife's death. Yeah. Well. Yeah. And he needs no. a band of people. The sorceress tells him he needs a band of people to form together. Yeah. Yeah. You, you try. No. No. That was good. That was good. <laughs> um, all I would have wanted to add was that yeah, um, Voltan or, or Curly has been going around the land doing evil, wicked. And so basically. Um, uh, one of the guys who suffers from from Voltan is the one-handed uh, fella, and uh, and he was he was hiding out at the church after he escaped from Voltan's men, and they said you need to go get Hawk. Hawk will 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 get the the woman who has been kidnapped, and so that's what begins Hawk's epic quest. That's right. Is because There's the one-handed the one-handed dude who kind of looked like the dude from Kroll, the old dude from Kroll, was the was the guy who kind of. He looked like the the advisor to um, Ro- not not Robert Baratheon, the other Baratheon brother that's in uh, the Game of Thrones TV series right now. Are you talking about Renly? Or are you talking about um, no, no, not Renly? The the one who uh, Stannis, okay, the one armed man, did it. The the guy who uh, is hanging out at the wall with the the red. Oh, you're talking about the pirate, the yeah, the guy who had his fingers Form, in his neck pouch. Pirate, yeah, yeah. He's got his finger bones in his neck pouch. Neck pouches. More neck pouches. It's a fa- it's a fashionable thing in the fantasy realm. You can keep it around your neck, hidden underneath your wait, tunic, wait. all your secret stuff. Oh no one's going to mess with your neck unless they're going to kill you. So he's like the Onion Knight, or yeah, the Onion Knight. That's him. Oh, I didn't yeah. realize that was the same character. That's weird. That's Stannis's dude. Oh, is the Onion Knight? Cool. Yeah, his number one guy. That's his number one dude. Yeah. He trusts him. O- this is something our Game of Thrones podcast. He trusts him. Stannis trusts the Onion Knight over anyone else because um, because he was he's one of the only men who's ever 
um, said anything contrary to what Stannis wanted. Well... He thinks critically of Stannis' stuff. Well... Yeah, that's probably true. No, really, that's what he told it. Well, in the book, anyways. And then he tried to chop his fingers off. It makes sense. Yeah. Sometimes you gotta... And, yeah, neck pouches are in this year, though. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that poor that poor guy, poor one armed man in this movie. He's got freaking uh, Tommy Lee Jones chasing after him to see if he actually killed Harrison Ford's wife. But yeah, this guy gets beleaguered. He, I mean, he, he like first when he shows up, he's like dying of infection, and the nuns yeah. are like, "Okay, we'll save you." And uh, then he's like, "Oh, I've got to go." You know, they kidnap one of the nuns. I've he's like, "I've got to go find somebody." That will uh, help us. He's like, well, we don't know who could do that, but go talk to the guy who's in charge of the church. I'm like, okay, so he runs over there, talks to that guy. Uh, go find a guy, Hawk. He runs off, and then he's like getting beat up by bandits and <laughs> tied tied to a tree, tied to a tree, tied to a flipping tree. <laughs> and then and then it's like, oh, target practice time, mate. Let's throw our <laughs> throwing knives. Let's throw our throwing knives at this old man, mm-hmm. and we'll see who gets closer. Mm-hmm. Crikey! You like my British accent? Yes. Yes. Boy! You're putting... uh, I know. Dick Van Dyke to shame. I know, I know. I'm sorry. Maybe I'll calm it down. No, no, no. Did you guys hear Dick Van Dyke was at the Bernie rally in Santa Barbara? Awesome. Anyway. Any chimney sweep who's a was fan he, of was he Bernie Sanders? Was he Bernie? Was he like his like double in case somebody tried to oh, shoot him? Dude. <laughs> did he trip over any Ottomans? similar from the photos I saw. Maureen um, <laughs> Me has Bernie a crush on Dick soon. Van Dyke as well as Bernie. Hey, he's a cool guy. <laughs> as Bernie. <laughs> Is this the kind of stuff we want to have in the podcast? <laughs> <laughs> These are the questions you have to ask yourself. Oh, man. So, Hawk. Yeah. Um, he doesn't really have, like I was saying, these these guys are so, like Hawk in particular, is so wooden. And I don't know if it's just because Jack Palance is like eating, chewing on the scenery, you know, he's, he's going crazy. He's like into it. He's having the time of his life. But Hawk is like silent and... He doesn't show any emotion when he's supposed to be upset. Well, you know, or smile once in the movie, or there's a Chuck Norris saying, "Say a line when he's not reading something." There's a Chuck Norris saying, and I, I forget which Chuck Norris thing that it's related to, but a I think thousand it would... years of darkness. <laughs> yeah, not that one, oh. but uh, I think it's uh, deeds before words, okay. and I think that's the motto of Hawk's life: is that he just. He's not a sayer. He's just a doer of things. Like, he's just like, he's like, I ride horses. He rides horses to awesome disco style music. Yes. Yeah. The this music, soundtrack. Oh, okay. man. Break it down. You can't get one foot in the door without hearing this music. And it hits you like a disco beat. Like the Bee Gees. <laughs> I guarantee you need to listen to this. Anybody who. Yeah. I was looking at Harry Robertson was the composer for this, and I was looking through a bunch of his other stuff, and it's not not anything like stands out or anything like this. But I think he like kind of because he was also one of the co-writers on this and a producer. I think he was just like, no, no. When I see Hawk in my head, I already hear this. Like, (laughs) yeah, (laughs) yeah.
I wonder if I wonder if he, if it was just kind of like free, like he had the movie going and it was just free flowing music that he was just playing yeah. while he was watching the movie. You know, he just he had his nice little synth right set right up in front of you. Probably a really expensive synth for the time. I could only imagine. And nineteen eighty. <laughs> I was picturing him like riding it, like he rides through the woods on his horse, and then being like, "This is what I'm hearing for that, guys." Somebody heard that song and was like, "Oh, we got to have like sixteen scenes where Hawk is riding on his horse because the, the song is too good." His little theme. Hawk's theme is amazing. Mm. I think it really it really gets the blood riling, you know. <laughs> You feel like you can go save a bunch of ladies or people tied to trees. Trying to make him like the man with no name, like Western style. Like there's even a scene when he rescues the one-armed man, which is him standing. Uh, I guess it's supposed to be like a Mexican show or show is called Mexican that? standoff. Mex- Mex- Mexican standoff. I don't know what my people do, and uh, except for it's two against one, really. But it like flashes to his face and then the guy's face and the bad guy's face and the other bad guy's face back and, and his face back. back. Okay, you know, it does it does it way too many times and then Hawk slays them very easily with the sword of the mind. Mind sword. Did they do the noise? The ooh. No. No. That's new metal. Huh? <laughs> You know, there was a part where he like jumped from somewhere, and it sounded. That's why I was saying it sounded like the uh, was it six million dollar man. Yeah, yeah. There was a yeah. lot of. There's a lot of. Yeah, yeah that. That's what I, I was agree with trying you. To... Yeah. Shing, shing. <laughs> yeah. Let me see. One of my notes, I think, is uh. Yeah, sound effects are great. <laughs> <laughs> well put, Joel. Yeah, I agree. Oh my gosh. Score is awesome. Sound effects are great. Music and horse. <laughs> <laughs> Music and the horse. I just want to see like an edit of like that horse riding in the woods to that music. I think I finally calmed down, but ever since we started recording, I've just been silently laughing over here because I just have so much joy for this movie. Yeah. Like, like it really, I just hit, I don't know, something about it was just so, it's so epic. I'm definitely it's happy so I epic. watched it, yeah. I did. I mean, I didn't know about his existence, so that, that's cool. Thank you. Is it Mike? Mike, yeah. Thank you, Mike. Thank you for the recommendation. I appreciate that. We had fun watching. And I, I hope it doesn't upset you if we're being uh, critical of it. I mean, you, you got to admit, it's. I mean, it's low budget. A little cheesy. I'm sure while he listens, he will narrow his eyes. But, mm-hmm. it's, but it's okay. It's okay. I wanted to mention that the the art for this uh, the poster. Mm-hmm. Uh, Almost makes it look like the main character is like Han Solo with the sword. Oh, yeah. Because he's got like the no. white shirt on and like a vest. It's, and a, just it's a, a total Star Wars trying to be type yeah. thing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And this, this, the description of the movie, it makes it sound like He-Man. Because he's like the power of the sword is supposed to seek, seek by the League of Evil. And this guy wants it too for some reason. Yep. I, I have the power. I was going to ask you a and d question about this, because Go for it. I played some Roll D&D, and um, yeah, we, we were- joking. I rolled a 17. When we were watching this, we were talking about making rolls and making checks at certain points, oh, yeah. because it felt so laid out, like, in front of you, that you could see, like, this situation is about to turn into this situation, roll this, like- With your modifier, that's a negative 16, so <laughs> roll to one. <laughs> we were saying the stakes were really high because everyone seemed like a high level. Yeah, and high level campaign we were watching. They yeah. could they could 
fight evenly, but they could also do a lot of damage. Um, yeah. Yeah. Anyway, we were talking about... <laughs> Let's get the game okay. back together. Okay, the game. So, I was telling Joel that, in my opinion, the reason the movie was long was because they set up Hawk in the beginning, but then they had him go and form the band together. He got the guys all together, and it showed the story of him getting all those guys one by one, kind of Tolkien style, maybe? Like, in The Lord of the Rings, he has to go get them one by one, or They all knew each other, apparently, because they're all talking about the old times, so... I didn't get that. Yeah, they knew each other. Wow. This this had definitely had been. Yeah. Well, I think what happened was is they had parted their way, gone gone their separate ways, perhaps all, uh, at least somewhere in between. There's more to this story that we don't know. Yeah. So Hawk was with these guys before. He, yeah, he at least knew the dwarf and Gort. and the elf crow. He knew Gort as well, the giant. Okay, I didn't know that. Yeah. What the heck? So the only I must person- have missed that. Well, there was, it was, you know what? It wasn't something that was like heavily implied. Mm-hmm. It was just a certain line that I, that the giant, con- a couple of conversations. Yes, yeah. Yeah. yeah, the giant had mentioned, and also um, Balden the dwarf mentions yeah. mentions about oh, their, their previous couple of times yeah. their previous adventures. Okay, when 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 he saved him and Crow, you know who who uh, does even less acting, but it's fine because he's playing an, an emotionless elf. That's right. So that's fine. But when he's talking to Hawk, you know he's like. My old friend, blah, 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 join my people. I'm the last of my kind. Oh, he does have voice too. Oh, I am an elf. Very monotone. Yes. So my question was, have you ever played adventures where there's one character hanging out and you have a story laid out for them where you're going to bring in all these characters like that? Or does it usually just happen spontaneously when someone else comes to the table or like... Or well, it it, it it can be very situational. Yeah. Like for example, if somebody just joins in, like if the party already exists and someone joins in, we'll just come up with some reason why they're in the dungeon already, mm-hmm. and then they'll just be like, "Oh, I'll join with you guys," you right, know? Right. But like typically, if they're if 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 we are all we all get together, it's the first time we're, we're playing this game. We'll typically try to co- agree on some common ground why we're all a group. Right. Uh, or at least the DM will give us an idea as well. Mm-hmm. Like, several games have always started just because, like, all the characters happen to be in the same tavern brawl. I've always noticed that's always kind of a thing. Like, they're all in the tavern. They, they hear rumors of a dungeon. Right. And so everyone's like, let's go get some treasure together, guys. Right. And then right. get in a fight no, or whatever. I've, I've seen that before. I've seen those kind Or, like, you all responded to this same page that was... On a wall somewhere that <laughs> yes. said, we attention, need adventurers attention, for adventurers. a quest. Gold will be your reward or whatever. Your lights are um, on. Yeah. And there's magical items in but, the trunk. Like some magical Craigslist type of thing. Yeah. You know, like, <laughs> Take a number. We're not doing that podcast. Dungeon um, master looking for group kind of, kind of request. Yeah. I felt like if the group was already together, they could have done... I, I was fine seeing them be introduced. I just felt like that was an element of the story of the exposition of the storytelling that could yeah. have been yeah. like executed differently if you were actually playing D anD D. Absolutely, um, it felt it like it was seemed- a bit of a rush job. Like, like there were the, the really high stakes, mm-hmm. and so Hawk was just like, "Well, I got to get my buds. Yeah. So I'm going to find the woman sorceress, and I need to get my friends like right now. No horseback riding." No really cool 70s rock music.
I just need to get there, get my friends, and go. <laughs> I have to meet them all in situations where we get to see how bad A they all are. You know it. Crow is not to be bothered, but that guy is like, I'm the best archer. And then the guy from Pride and Prejudice miniseries is like, Capital, Capital, show us your skills, young goofball. I might have made... Joel watched the Pride and Prejudice BBC series a hundred times. Oh, and cool. He might like it, too. Made me. You can't stop me. Yeah. <laughs> I've only seen it like three or four times. <laughs> but okay. he knows the capital guy. It's like eight hours. It's fine. <laughs> You're talking about the, the Gort the Giant? No, no. No. No, when uh, when Crow, the the guy came up to uh, the, the elf, the, the Crow, and he was oh, like, Oh, God, my I... friend wants to see how good you are with that bow. Sure, sure. And shoot the arrow out of the air. That part. Okay, okay. That was cool. I like that. Yep. That was a cool scene. That guy was Man. You think you think that he wouldn't have been so so hot to like try to beat this elf out, but man, his 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 pride his pride got in the way, man. He sees anyone else with a bow and he's gonna be like, I gotta show I'm the best. <laughs> like some little what kid. What were they gonna do behind his back? They were like gonna hit him gonna, over the Oh head. he like uh they were they tied that string around the Two trees, uh-huh. and the guy had like a, a dagger he was gonna stick him with from behind, so it was martyr. Why even talk about bows? I guess I they were trying to distract him, yeah. I guess because they wanted all the gold. Wanted- I don't know what they wanted, <laughs> they wanted his neck pouch, they wanted something. <laughs> well, it wasn't that wasn't Hawk, that was. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Have a neck pouch. come on, get your stories. It's, there weren't any birds in this movie, right? Birds? Birds? Well, there was definitely an animated yeah, there was hawk. A, yeah, the animated bird. <laughs> with the ridiculous hawk sound. That, that was sound. it. <laughs> there was a man named Hawk and a man named Crow. Yeah, oh, no, that's no right. But no birds. I hadn't made that, that, oh, yeah. that, that connection yet. <laughs> the elf is named Crow. And the Voltan, human's name is Hawk. And Gort. And Gort. The, the Gort bird. We could look further to see if there are more. That's why birds. Sparrow. Oh, yeah. There's a lady named Sparrow in this movie as Is well. There? Yep. She was one of the um one of the nuns. Yeah. Yeah. And Laura. No. <laughs> that one doesn't exist. Birds. And Steve. And Steve. Anyway. So we got Crow, then we go get Gort, who is being taken advantage of. <gasps> Because he's a big guy, and he's always hungry. So they give him some food, and they're like, Oh, I'll give you two pennies if you fix my wagon wheel. And he fixes it for him. But, oh, I don't have the pennies on me now. So he smashes the thing again. It's dumb. <laughs> it's- yeah, I, I, in retrospect, like, the amount... What? Well, just the amount of energy that he spends knocking over the guy's wagon. It's just like, dude, you could have been, like... You could have already, like, gone on a quest and, like... <laughs> Gotten some money and like gone back and like eaten a full course dinner. By the time you, you finished this dispute with this this poor traveling man who's just trying to swindle you, yeah. Well, who are those weirdos that are like sitting around a fire and they're like standing up for the guy that was trying to swindle the giant? I don't. I don't understand why the local law enforcement NPCs. Yeah, well, it looked, it looked like a rather like a like a like sheriff like a sh- the posse. sheriff yeah posse kind of a, but yeah. I, I mean, that's my assumption. I could be totally wrong. There's more substory here. It's a corrupt yeah. justice oh. system. A couple of dirty cops yeah. got into this racket where the man, old man 
gets labor done for free and then says he doesn't have any money and they back him up. They're the muscle of the oh, operation. Yeah, the giant the free work to, yeah, the giant con. to start a union. And they're, they're the union busters. It's the long con. Hawk is out there that. with a sword and is like, no, don't do that. I think Hawk's just in the business of killing, I don't know, like... Randos. <laughs> random, random thieves and wanderers. And none of them stand a chance. <laughs> They're like, oh god, he's got a magical weapon. Run! <laughs> I'm gonna die. <laughs> I can't remember what his first encounter was, but I remember him being like, no, I'm not gonna kill this person. I was like, dude, this guy is like lawful good. He's like on the straight and narrow. Oh, no. And then from he then on, it was like he's riding on his horse, and he comes across those two guys who are about to burn the sorceress. Yep, remember? Yep. She's like tied to a tree. She's like, oh, geez, oh, geez. she's pretending to be an old woman. She's not an old woman for some reason, but you know. And that's when he sends it like, you must find the man with one hand. Oh, yeah. She didn't have a spell to make her look like an no. old woman. So she I am a beautiful woman. <laughs> Widow! It's pretty, it's pretty good that uh, she can teleport Hawk at any point, yet he himself had to go out and find the old man. He had to prove to himself that. No, they, so. they just wanted more horse scenes. Yeah, it's true. They, horse, needed, they did need that, that horse I think scene. they were just in love with the image of him in slow motion. Yeah. Um. yeah. <laughs> and the last recruit is our dwarf friend, Baldin, who is tied to a raft that some monks are trying to light on fire. With fire arrows as it's floating out. So good. What the so It felt like it was like straight out of like Hercules Legendary Journeys. Yeah. That scene particularly. It was so exciting. I was like, oh man. That part we were trying to watch. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> Why I mean, did they want to kill him? Um, I mean, he was a thief. <laughs> he was a thief, yeah. So they were just they were they were trying to purify his soul, yeah, trying oh, to give him the pureness of fire, a pure death, and his ashes. But then, you know, yes, those clerics were laughing at were. him about to die. They mm-hmm. were. Mm-hmm. Now Hawk saves him, kind of. I mean, he kind of saves himself after Hawk interrupts it. Yeah, the dwarf is a master of the whip, I guess, because he whips up oh, fish. Whip master. <laughs> He never uses that whip again, I don't think, but... Well, it's because he's too busy eating. Oh, yeah. The entire he doesn't need to, because Arrow King and, and machine, machine Gun Arrow guy... They should have used that whip in the final battle. Mm-hmm. I agree with you. Oh, in the final battle, the dwarf's dead. Spoiler. Spoiler alert. Oh, damn. The dwarf dies. Honestly, I don't find any of these characters that interesting. Like, uh, like mm. uh, I find Gort interesting, but that's because Bernard Breslau played the Cyclops in Crawl. Yeah, so I think he's one a of cool my favorite dude. characters in Crawl. Absolutely. Um, and he, his interactions with the dwarf are are cool. Yeah, I, I found Baldin to be to be one of my favorite characters. The dwarf, the giant was pretty close. I don't know. Maybe there was just, and maybe it's just all the emphasis on Hawk. Maybe Hawk, that's why I was so I was into him. It's just because, you know, there's just so much going on there, I think. But I, I have to say, the dude who really stole this movie for me was Voltan, though. Yeah. Like, pretty much every scene that guy was Jack in. Balance, man. I, uh, there's no beat in this guy. Like, all of his men were pretty... <laughs> all of his men were pretty expressionless, but it was kind of like... It almost was like this, like, like uh, medieval Darth Vader thing going on, <laughs> where, like, they were, like, afraid of his wrath, and 
Because yeah. I was like, don't, like, oh, mm. we, you know, we like, Hawk, Hawk got away again. Throwing a temper you, know, you gotta go tell him, man. Yeah. <laughs> you gotta go tell him. Yeah. <laughs> I ain't doing it. <laughs> and his son, his son was like, let me go get off. He's like, no, you're not going to be able to do that. I haven't been able to find him. And he's like, right over there. I can't get, let you get that. You, I'm a number one son. Weren't you saying this is the second movie in a row that had a Batman somebody guy. from Batman? Yeah, in because it. in Repo Man we had the we yeah. had we had his number one guy, yeah. <laughs> Joker's, Joker's awesome. number one guy. <laughs> well, then the logical proje- <laughs> progression, progression yeah. is we just watch Batman 1989. Yeah, well, oh, yeah. maybe we should just watch something with the the guy who played Commissioner Gordon. <laughs> oh, there we go. Sure. Does Batman fall into the criteria? I don't see why that that eighties mm, Batman or whatever it is. I don't think so. I was trying to think about that because I I wasn't sure if the, he's a real Batman. Like he doesn't have any like crazy mutant powers in that movie. Yeah, we'd have to. But talk what about, about the Joker? It. I mean, the Joker's not supernatural either. But he fell into those chemicals. Yeah, that could happen. No. Sure. No, it couldn't happen. It could happen in Gotham City. We don't live in Gotham City. <laughs> Gotham City's not real either. We're getting farther and farther away from reality. Okay, okay. who's making up stuff now? Come on. Come on. I was going to say that that guy seemed like Skeletor to me. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, just wicked and, like, with a, with a thing over his head. Yeah. And just kind of an attitude Dude, all the time. There's just something about villains who just so easily kill off their minions that just really pleases me for some yeah. reason. It's just like, <laughs> you done messed up. Oh! Yeah, I'm gonna shank you. Everybody's afraid of him. And there's just something about that that's just so cool. I don't know. I'm into it. Maybe yeah. it's a weird thing. I don't have to tell you. His face keeps getting super itchy and irritated or something like that, so he has to go see the real bad guy. I assume that's the real bad guy because he goes and sees he goes to this room with a big circle in the background and there's a a hooded figure that's you must bring me stuff. It's like, my face, I can't stand it. <laughs> and they, the whole time, they're like... Crystal treatment. Not showing his face. He's got the mask on. They keep shooting him from a way, like, even when he has his uh, <laughs> helmet off, we don't get to see it. Until the end of the movie. And, uh, like, I don't know about you guys, but I was kind of like, yeah, we're going to see it. It's going to be gross. No, it wasn't gross. It's just kind of... It just padded some makeup on him. I'm going to agree with you, it was a bit underwhelming, because they do kind of really talk it up. Yeah. Or, well, and what I mean by talk it up is, like, he's constantly going to this yeah. other dimension where this guy is rubbing a crisp laser crystal on his face. <laughs> More crystal treatment. <laughs> More crystal. <laughs> Head on, apply directly to the forehead. So it definitely looks like, but, but my reasoning is, at, by the point you see him in the movie, mm-hmm. he's already gone to this dude, like, twice. Right. So maybe it's mostly healed up now. Due to these demonic uh, processes. So it just doesn't look as bad because, you know. Good point. He already got his Neosporin laser crystal healing. One of the best, like, the director things that they do in the movie. Because they're they're not like, there's never a point where he's like, oh no, you can never see my face. You know, he he never talks about like, ah, I'm so horribly scarred, no one can look at me. It's, it's, the movie does all the, like, you're not going to see it. You're not going to see it. Yeah. And that's like a real good, you know, show, not tell. 
yeah thing going on. So that that's where my disappointment comes from. Yeah. It's you know it's not really a big deal, but I kind of somebody remake this movie and he could look like uh, the guy in RoboCop that gets the toxic waste on him. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about, dude. I love that scene. Mm-hmm. That's a good one. Uh, wizard guy, hood, evil. Skeletor. Voltaire. No, he had like like glow in the dark nails. Mm. Like most of his nails were like black or like like they're probably like a solid white that they did like some um I don't know screen thing to it, to it. it. Yeah, to make it all shinier. Some black light thing. Green flashlight. Yeah. You do it. No wait. I can't do it. I got I gotta hear it again. Oh yeah, yeah. I said it sounds even more. No, it's more. Oh my goodness. Mm. Oh, okay. Okay. The, 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 the special effects kind of silly moment though in the movie is when Hawk has his sword up and the mind stone thing's going off, but he's mm. on horseback. And so his stone, the stone is glowing, mm-hmm. but then you can also see that the horse's eyes are glowing at the same oh, yeah, level yeah. as the stone is at one point. Mm-hmm. And that was a bit of like a, like a, huh? <laughs> kind of moment for me. That's where the music, whenever he rides a horse, he gets that music. Because the horse is magical. <laughs> Magic theme song. So whenever the horse is trotting, it just does the theme song for. Oh, that's cool. That's a cool idea. Yeah, everywhere he goes. There was a superhero campaign where uh, my parents were playing, and uh, one of the NPCs was Inspector Gadget. But the thing is, is the theme because quite possibly when they were doing this campaign is when Inspector Gadget was actually on air on TV. So like. Basically, they were always trying to figure out where the theme song was coming from because whenever they'd see it, they'd be like, doo, 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 doo. so part of the joke in that campaign was they're always looking around for the speakers mm. to try to find the. Totally. <laughs> that was a villains and vigilantes uh, uh, campaign. If you know that role playing game, nerds, it's a good one. Hmm? <laughs> so the inciting is incident. Uh, there, there's actually two. Well, there's three. There's three things going on in this movie. One, we've already talked about. Voltan kills their father. Yep. For kind of unknown reasons. Because if he wanted the sword, he could have taken the sword right then. Maybe maybe he didn't maybe know about the, his neck patch, well, though. Well, see, that's what I'm thinking. Maybe the whole thing could have been like, he has the sword, but Hawk has the Mind Stone. And Hawk could have been, like, using the Mind Stone and, like, whenever they, like, come close to each other, it glows or something like that. See, I'm writing a better script. Anybody? Hire me. Just kidding. Uh, the second incident is the head nun gets kidnapped. Yeah. And that's that's a whole thing. But if you want to see nuns get killed, this is a movie for you. <laughs> Very whole, niche. Very niche. <laughs> yeah, niche see, crowd. We see nuns getting ready to be hung uh, from their necks. So we see a nun run through with a sword. I mean, we're talking about violence that doesn't actually show any violence. It's, it's people like, ah, you know, for a second holding there. And the, the third inciting incident is actually something that's shown to us through flashbacks, through in Hawk's mind. You can't really tell when it's going to be a flashback because he has the same wooden face the whole time. But <laughs> oh, man. All of a sudden oh we see... Uh, he's, we just, s- he's just a man with no name, but he has a name, Joel. 
Well, this the reason why he doesn't smile anymore, and we do see him smiling during these scenes, uh, is that his lady love is there. And she, you know, they're so in love, and they're going to get married, and Voltaren, like, comes out of the bushes, <laughs> just like uh, that guy in uh, Sabrina the Teenage Witch, <laughs> just bursts out of the bushes, hey, guys! <laughs> He's like, oh, my brother, you have returned. He's like, and you've got your hands on my woman. Uh, uh, you were going to marry me. And she's like, uh, no, we were just friends. Uh, I don't know where you got that idea. Friend zone. Um, I just, I make out with everybody. I don't mean we're, like, serious or anything like that. <laughs> This guy. Ooh, I'm gonna get you. I'm gonna get you and your little dog too. Wait, you don't have a dog? Never mind. But uh, that's that's the first flashback. The second flashback. Oh, hold on. What important moment though? What important moment? Yes. Here's my holy symbol because it can protect you. Oh, I think that's the second flashback. Oh, I thought it was the first one. Okay, go ahead then. Because I'm getting ahead of myself. Because the second I'm getting ahead one. Of Here's my neck pouch. Here's my neck pouch. It'll protect you. Right. You're right. I don't remember. <laughs> Because the second one is them, I don't know, I guess, like, the battles have started. Like, he's talking about my brother started a war, or the wars are going on, and blah, blah, blah. And she's like, oh, uh, you should have this around your neck for protection, or something like that. And then from off screen, ah, he gets shot in the arm, pinned to a tree, an arrow. And that's the second flashback. And the third flashback... Is when we get to see the bad thing. The murders. That you can't talk about. Moment of silence. <laughs> oh, damn. Is that serious? Yes. It's a pretty serious moment. Mm-hmm. She does the same way everybody else does. The, strike the, to the back and falls down. Oh, okay. The, I was going to say, the reason I can't I can't say anything about it is because I don't remember what actually happens. <laughs> oh, well, she well, falls forward and he thought he that gets, she was giving him a hug, but well, he was he's, in, he's in a boat somehow. He gets pinned to the tree. Yeah. The holy symbol blinds him for a moment. All right. And then oh, she, she hits, hits him with the, a torch oh, yeah. in the eye. Ah! Turns out he doesn't <laughs> like fire. <laughs> and then, and then when they try to escape it's to the a boat, burn. Ka-chook. <laughs> Ka-chook. Just one, right to the back. one into the spine, and she falls on him. He's like, "Oh, thank you for comforting me." They're Why floating is he off. In the boat? I guess when he burned her, she like ran over, Did grabbed him, dead. take him to the boat, and then she got shot. He got shot in the, in the shoulder, and that's what that's what knocked him out. All right. Well, I know why he's knocked. Yeah. Out. Yeah. I just didn't. I don't know where the transition from him being on the tree mm. into the boat. Mm. She but pulled him off the tree for some reason. Uh, I, there's actually a fourth flashback. I forgot because the other one is just <laughs> nonsensical. Like all of a sudden he's perfectly fine and he's like holding her as she's dying and she's like, "Oh, this really sucks. I shouldn't have slept with your brother." <laughs> I don't remember that part. No, Joel. Joel what? You're being so hard on this movie, and you need to lighten it up a notch. Well, I'm not being... What? <laughs> gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. <laughs> Rapid I, fire. I have to say the only critical thing that I can really say about this movie... Oh, shut up. No, the only critical thing I can no, say about this movie... No, you are not... You no, I'm being honest. You don't only have one. No, I only have one critical thing to <laughs> okay, say. Okay, go ahead. And, that, and that, that's just the repetitive action scenes, uh, which, which this m- movie relies on heavily uh, during certain combat sequences. Uh, they... they uh, 
what's the elf's name again? Crow. 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 It, it looks like they recorded him like pulling back the bowstring once. Yes. And then they just kind of were like, put that on the repeat. <laughs> just put the clip on like, seven hundred times. And same thing with one armed man's. He, by the way, one armed man has a machine gun style crossbow thing that he like loads up, and he's like. It's a techno disco crossbow battle scene. Totally. So he can fight. <laughs> I'm kind of surprised they didn't like just attach it to his stump or something. Like like Army yeah. of Darkness. Oh yeah, like a, like, a berserk, <laughs> like berserk. Yeah, yeah like berserk. Yeah. yeah, yeah, totally. That's what I I was trying to remember where I've seen something like that before. That's yeah. where I've seen it before. Yeah, he could have been all guts on it except mm-hmm. for he's a little old man. I have to say that I was not disappointed by the lack of gore in this movie, um, like you guys. I was not. <laughs> I, was, I, I did not care. Oh no, no, no! My critical, my critical standpoint on the action scenes were just that I felt that it was a bit repetitive. I was actually kind of pleasantly surprised that it wasn't a gore fest. It was pretty simple. I mean, it didn't need to rely on the the you know like ripping out somebody's guts and being and you know like Jack. Balance's characters being like, <laughs> like you know, laughing mm-hmm. maniacally while he's holding some dude's innards. You know, kind of glad that wasn't a thing. That would have been funny though. Nah, uh, I don't know. <laughs> it didn't need that though. I felt, I felt. No, it was perfectly fine with that. More yeah, silly it was, string. It was, it was a you know, it was a PG rated movie, like an actual PG rated movie. It's like hashtag it's more silly string. Yes, that's my. Oh, this is like something that if a kid saw these mo- this movie, you know, that he could pretend with his friends that they were doing this. Oh, I would have loved this as a kid. Although you shouldn't spray silly string into somebody's face. Children, listen to me. I felt like instead, it does feel like D&D. Like everybody was given a character sheet instead of like <laughs> <Yeah>. a script. <laughs> like you're totally. going to be this character. And this is your alignment, and this is the real. This is the thing that really gets you angry. But you know, uh, talking about Hawk's alignment, like you mentioned earlier uh-huh. about how you're like, oh, this dude's lawful good. Yeah. Like I was with you on that when we were both talking about it while the initially, movie was going yeah. initially until the slaver scene. That yeah. was really the scene because, like, yeah. the bandits. I was kind of like, oh, I get it. Like they're attacking him first. So, I mean, a lawful good character one that would then also attack them afterwards. You know, that makes sense. But, like, the slaver dudes, they didn't even, like... I Just slaughter them. They didn't... And I, get the, I guess the idea is because they enslave people. That's why, you know... That's right. They, they are the worst of the worst. The worst of the worst. The hunchback will have something to say about Why did about they these. need that gold? It was supposed to be ransom for the uh, missing nun. The nun in the... Birdcage. That's right. In the birdcage. <laughs> yes. Starring Robin Williams and Gene Hackman. I thought that they had shrunken her into... That was like an optical illusion in that tent yeah. they were in. I thought that they had shr- like used a spell to like put her into a tiny birdcage. Oh, yeah. no. Was it supposed to look like that? No, it was just in the corner. Because it was like a big giant like rabbit hutch kind of thing and she was like squatting inside of it but the way they were standing looked like they might have like miniaturized her or something yeah it was weird yeah (laughs) i mean where else were they gonna put her (laughs) i you know how did they know that i i don't even know I you seem be. so upset, Joel. You seem I so just, upset. Uh, I can't explain. This was a really lighthearted, fun movie for me, yeah, man. I had a good time. No, no, I'm time. not saying I didn't have a good time or anything like that. I'm just saying you, you can't overanalyze the movie. No. <laughs> oh, I see what you're saying. You have Swiss cheese 
<laughs> for a script. <laughs> but seriously, no, I I have to say I I really thought Hawk was not good. Like as an actor, I really thought huh. he did not. He could have done it because I, I, I keep comparing him to. Colwyn from Cole, from Kroll. Uh, and I compare yeah. him to Talon yeah. from Sword and Sorcerer. These guys yeah. were charisma, you know, compared well, to him. The scene, the scene where 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 they did the the Wild West uh, little little part where, where where you know they they mm-hmm. the eyes back and forth. Yeah, it just made me feel that this dude's just like you know like Clint Eastwood, the fantasy version. That's what I was getting from it. You yeah, know, he didn't say anything like that. Do I you mean, think Clint Eastwood is charismatic in those roles? Yes, I don't. He yeah. has he has character. He displays emotion when he's talking. It doesn't. This, he's supposed this was to be like serious. Wooden. Well, no, those movies are funny. I think that Clint Eastwood in like uh, the, the Good, the Bad, and the Ugly. I haven't seen it, honestly. Okay, I have. I've, I've seen, seen it. it. Yeah, I've seen it. He says really funny things. It's goofy. Those lines were written for him. I'm sure he didn't make them up on the fly. No, he did. He's a comedian. All I'm saying is sometimes <laughs> acting, it's more, you need to look more at the script and less at what the actor is I doing. think that maybe that maybe he is a fine actor, and from what I've seen, he's done all kinds of stuff afterwards, and I'm sure if I saw him in something, and I probably have, I wouldn't have like been like, oh, that was the guy who played uh, Hawk. Mm. I think it was just like he was either directed to be that way. I to, think that's the to case. To be the song thing. Or it was just such a, a dull script for him because he hardly, also hardly has any lines in the movie. Like all the talking is done by Gort and uh, uh, the dwarf. Baldin. Yeah, Balder. Bald, Baldir. Baldin. Baldir. Baldin. Baldin. I remember Baldir's saying game. he's a doer, not a talker. Yeah, deeds before words. He's a doer. Boring. I like the. <laughs> I like the dwarf when when the dwarf dies tragically. By yeah, way, that's that's scene. the time when uh, rough scene. Hawk for some reason doesn't use his mind to get the sword. They've got everybody. <laughs> that was like the moment where I was like, "This is it! This is it! The mind sword! This will get him out!" Yeah, he just watches his friend die. Yeah. Well, it gives it gives Jack Balance's chance to do his quick fifteen oh. minutes on the different yeah. races of the of the world because he he just goes up to each one and we're all tied to the poles <laughs> or to the. Uh, Whatever. Uh, yeah. And uh, he's like, ah, oh, this guy sucks, eh? Have you ever seen a dwarf do this? <laughs> On a giant. You know what they say about giants? <laughs> uh, oh, that dwarf. Gonna have to stab him. Could've got the sword. Could've saved everybody. Nope. But then they put him in, a, like, a special little chamber. <laughs> For some reason. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I noticed that. <laughs> because they keep they keep fogging up. It has nothing to do with that. It was it was like Snow White. It was like we're going to put him here so that no one disturbs his body. Oh yeah, they, they made like a special point. They did. They did a special point of like giving the dwarf. <laughs> and I understand dwarf, the dwarf was a good friend for Hawk, so that part makes sense to me. But I almost. Yeah. Thought there was going to be some magic to bring him back or something like that. Maybe I thought maybe the sorceress would use a resurrect spell. Or... Yeah. Like, when I'm oh, dead, I, I want him to put me in a badass coffin like that. Aaron, talk about the comic you were going to draw. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. The, 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 um, uh, the dwarf in Seven Snow Whites. Yeah, right. yeah. He's in the <laughs> coffin. <laughs> <laughs> 
Prince Charming, aka Gort, has to go kiss him to wake him up. That's the true <laughs> maybe, love story. Oh, in he this has to. Movie. He has no, to he's got to share his, his lunch. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> he's got to share his bento <laughs> box. Got to share that bread, man. The end. He learns how to share. This is food. Mm-hmm. I should taste the horny food first. Eat these newt eyeballs. Just kidding. They're candied nuts. JK. <laughs> I tricked that stupid giant again. Why did that lady roll over on them? Oh, the nun? <laughs> yeah. She thought they were screwing everything up because they all got caught. And, or, no, wait, that's when they got caught, isn't it? Yeah. Because yeah. she was like, why didn't you give him the ransom? And, like, that's after he, he kills Voltan's son, who later we find out... Uh, it's Dorgo. Uh, Dorgo. What was it? No, hold on. Uh, what is the name of the movie with uh, There Will Be Blood yeah. style? That it's not actually his son. He took this kid from a village or something oh, like that. Yeah. I details. I don't know, Joel. I think I think I had a. I, we have, we had differing opinions on Hawk. I think, but I, I can see no. I can see where you're coming from. Yes. I can see where you're coming from. And I can see but I, I enjoyed... what you're trying to do. <laughs> <laughs> he, doesn't, okay. he doesn't take away from the overall enjoyment of the movie or anything like that. Because I think that uh, without without his character, we wouldn't get that awesome horse scene with the music. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I thought that was really cool. And, uh, many mind sword scenes where he's deflecting Dude. other weapons. <sighs> Man, that thing must have had like so many like enchanted... Uh, charges like infinite number of times he could use the sword, you know. Except when his friend needed the most. You've been relatively quiet. What do you think of the movie on whole? I don't feel like I've been quiet, but since you asked, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I found it entertaining. I found it um, silly. I wasn't expecting very much, honestly. I didn't have very high expectations. It kind of reminded me of the sword and the sorcerer. And... Sword and sorcerer is so good. <laughs> it kind of reminded me, again, of, like, my Aunt Chris. Like, she was into fantasy movies and, like, D&D and stuff. And it kind of reminded me of something that I would have heard her talk about or whatever. That's not really a... It's not really an opinion, though. No. I'm trying to think of what I could say that is an opinion. Did you like it after the initial watch? That's a hard question to answer because I feel like I would watch it again. Well, that's why I was the second question I was going to ask is would you watch it again? I wouldn't say that I think that it's one of my favorite movies. That's not what I'm not saying a favorite movie. I mean, I know that. I don't really know how many fantasy movies I actually like in the first place. I was thinking about this, and most of my favorite movies are not fantasy genre. I think maybe I liked it for what it was. It was a fantasy movie. Based on the small amount of fantasy movies that we've seen for the podcast, with the exception of Labyrinth, they, and, and that one kind of has a hero's journey type thing too, but they do kind of have the same storyline. Like a, a, a hero has to claim a weapon. Now, all three, uh, Kroll, Sword and the Sorcerer, and this one are all about basically fallen royalty that uh, have to reclaim their their kingdom with a special weapon. It's kind of, you know, I'm, I'm hoping we get to see some different kind of 
fantasies, but now I don't know. Well, well I mean, technically, I mean, there are only a certain limited number of stories you can tell to begin with, right? Yeah. I mean, I don't, I don't, I don't do a lot of film critical analysis, but it's been told to me that there's only like five or whatever stories that are that are told or have been told or whatever. Uh, I don't know if that's the actual number, but you understand what I'm saying. Hop on pop. Yep. Cat in the hat. Go dog go. Go dog go. Yep. No, that's hop on pop. It's oh. the same story. Oh. Green uh, eggs and ham. Green eggs and ham. There we go. That's that's a hero's journey, actually. Yeah. It's the same story. Because See? He has to get those green eggs and ham. Sam, I... You know what I'm talking about. Yes. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I, I, on the other hand, love fantasy movies, and I don't care how repetitive they get. Uh, I think... There's just something about it that's just really enjoyable to me. Yeah. I I loved, like, every silly painting background in this movie. I liked, uh... <laughs> well, that part with the... Yeah. When the, when Dude, the that was cool man, to me. That was cool. When the one-armed man I'm is walking up towards that castle, yeah. I was like... I mean, come painting. on now. That was a cool painting, dude. No, no, it was a cool painting. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. I just... You're 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 acting like I'm saying this is the worst movie we've ever seen. Like, no, uh, no, no, obviously not. Parts per I billion, do. yeah, parts per billion, dude. Which that uh, was some shit. I think I got followed by the company that made that on Twitter, so I feel kind of bad talking about it. Bad. So a- anyway, what <laughs> on Twitter, I think I got followed by the either the the director of the movie or the uh, the company that made it. So well, isn't that cool? Hi guys, thanks for listening. We're not saying it's a bad. I didn't movie. like your movie. <laughs> oh my gosh! <laughs> anyway, this is what I'm saying. <laughs> I'm trying to be diplomatic. It's it's fine to be diplomatic, but I I do want honest opinion about the, yeah, the movie. I actually it's really like, did like this like movie if I had a, a scaling, um, you know, I I would only give it like uh, a five out of ten. But okay. it's that's that's like even keel. All it's right. not bad enough to be a bad movie. And it does have enough special things to to take anything that was bad out of it. You know, I I liked, uh, you know, it, it was almost so bad it was good in yeah. some parts. You know, with the special effects and all that stuff yeah. like that. And it's like Jack Palance, yeah. You know, that was just fun to watch him doing what he was doing. The only thing that took me out of the movie was that repetitive action scene, which I mean, I laughed at. I I was entertained by it, but it, literally I was like I was in the story, like I felt like I was there. And then you see the elf do the, and I'm like, oh okay, all right. <laughs> it happens like four different times. Yeah. <laughs> He's so fast. Yeah, yeah. That's it's the it. only thing that really t- took me out. I don't know. I enjoyed the story part of it, but I wasn't. There were a few things where I was like, wait, why is this happening? And I just kind of tried to like roll with it. Yeah, but. If you want to talk about low budget, <laughs> it was everywhere. It was in that repetitive action. It was in the special effects. It was in the backgrounds. It was in the costuming. I I noticed low budget all around. There was a lot of polyester on set. Oh, totally. <laughs> totally. Gyroscope thing that he's sitting in when he's teleporting. Oh, yeah. That thing that know, like spins around him. Changes colors and spins. Yeah. And it was cool. I enjoyed it because I thought it was it was kind of charming and funny and yeah, the the movie was I think this fun would be a, to watch. This would be a fun movie to throw on in the background if you have a bunch of friends over. Oh, sure, sure, yeah. This is totally one of those ones where like, hey guys, you don't need to pay attention to all of it, but just check out these scenes while the we're hanging soundtrack. out. Soundtrack. Yeah. Yeah. I could see myself <laughs> listening to this soundtrack. Yeah. I'll put a chunk Same. of that in here. 
I I think you have to experience it just to see. It's it's something to live. There's, yeah, 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 yeah. You should watch it. If you watch have it some, with some friends, why not get get drunk and watch it with some friends? I don't if, even if care. you need if you're a, if you're a dungeon master and you need some inspiration for your campaign, oh, you could do better. <laughs> put some put some candles on, dim the lights. <laughs> Put this in your DVD player. Get in the bathtub. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Paint, paint, paint your toenails. Whatever. Eat some cookie dough. And just watch Hawk the Slayer. I really think this will inspire you to uh, to uh, have a good campaign. <laughs> so we should just come up with a drinking game for the movie that might. Oh, it's every elf it's scene. A, every time, every, every time you see the arrows shooting from the elf, you drink the Mind Stone. Whenever uh, the Mind Stone glows. Yeah, that might get somebody hammered real fast. <laughs> Every time Jack Valant grimaces. <laughs> Every time somebody throws a knife or a sword. <laughs> Every time we flash back to the nuns. Yeah. <laughs> Hawk the Slayer, the drinking game. It's the best idea yet tonight. <laughs> Every time Hawk doesn't say anything. Mm-hmm. Oh no, Joel, uh, what, what were the possible sequels to this movie? Because obviously this movie, when it's wrapping up, there's a sequel in mind. Oh yeah, there's totally a sequel in mind. Yeah. What, what was what were the names of the Hawk Two: The Return of the Dwarf? <laughs> Hawk Two. Uh, Hawk again. I don't remember. Hawk again. <laughs> we're, we're texting back. And forth. Yeah, we're texting. <laughs> it sounds like you're about to spit. Hawk. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see the Hawkening. The Hawkening. I was no. going to say that I think there are other stories that can be told in the fantasy genre. I think that this is a common. Uh, setting for for fantasy stories yeah. because of the love of fantasy that kind of grew in the seventies with D and D and that kind of stuff and the Tolkien and all that stuff. Yeah, it's like they <laughs> they discussion. took that and they began making movies and stuff. So I don't know what I'm talking about. No, totally, totally. This is where we should have used. We should have. Uh... I asked Aaron to explain to me uh, earlier what what actually happened in the movie. He said, uh, well, Hawk was trying to save a church lady, and so he went to a magic lady, and she helped him find his friends, and then they murdered some slavers (laughs) to get the ransom money, and then some nonsense about Eyepatch Willie's son wanting the money (laughs) was the turning point (laughs) in the movie, and then all (laughs) broke loose in the church. (laughs) read that as the synopsis. Uh, Willie was supposed to be Curly, by the way. Oh, uh, yeah. That was one, one-eyed Curly. I like One-eyed Willie. One-eyed Willie. <laughs> his treasure. So, yeah. His neck treasure. So I still agree with Sarah the witch at the end was going to be Hawk's lady's girlfriend. That's why I said Hawk 2, Grievous Girlfriend. <laughs> like, that's what it was! Yeah. yeah! Hawk 2, even more silly string. <laughs> Hawk 2, two elves this time. <laughs> Hawk 2, Return of the Dwarf. Yeah, there we go. Oh, man. There was apparently a kick. Uh, they tried to Kickstarter a sequel last year. <sighs> Makes me so sad. I and, didn't know about this movie yeah, for Hawk the Hunter, and even the director was up there talking about how it did, but it did not get funded. <sighs> and it's because our podcast Curses. did not cover it. Yeah, well, we didn't know about it. Of course, our podcast didn't exist back in September. I don't think, or did it? It did. Oh, okay. Well, never mind. It's our fault. No, no, no. It's Mike's fault. Oh, yeah, Thanks. that's right, Mike. We should, should have, have done the crawl one earlier because that's what inspired him to tell us to watch this movie. Yep. Anyways, thanks, Mike. Thanks for the suggestion. I really uh, keep it coming. Yeah. You know, tell tell Aaron. Send it in. Whatever you gotta do. If anyone else has any suggestions, please send them into please don't podcast at gmail.com.
The movie for next week is going to be The Dunwich Horror, H-O-R-R-O-R. Yeah. From 1970. Horror. You know about this movie, Aaron? You were saying? Yeah, I, I watched this at a party once, or at least a, I'd say maybe like the first five minutes or so of it. Also, The Dunwich Horror is the name of a H.P. Lovecraft book. Mm. So if you're a fan of Lovecraftian horror or the Cthulhu mythos, that's what's going on. This was uh, Necronomicon stuff. Yeah. Uh, let's see. I'm hoping. I got hopes. I hope they aren't all shocked. High hopes. Uh, Joel's no. got high hopes. <laughs> the movie was selected for us by the randomizer, so it'll be its fault if it's not good. So I'm actually uh, pretty excited. I'm going to read these oh, outro stuff, so you guys better have some lessons ready for me. Well, Less- I do. Lessons are pretty good, huh? Lessons? Lessons? As I said, email suggestions or comments to podcast at gmail.com. Subscribe to us on iTunes, Stitcher, or SoundCloud, or the podcatcher of your choice. Like us on Facebook. Our Facebook page is facebook.com slash pdsmios. That's please don't send me into outer space. If you subscribe to us on iTunes, we'd appreciate it if you left us a rating, a star rating or a written rating. Thank you very much in advance. All right. That was quick. I know you guys thought up some very important stuff. Yep. Sarah, what's the list? <laughs> oh. The lesson... The lesson from this movie is mm, don't forget to think about your sword, and then you'll have it when you need it. Mm. <laughs> I think about my, my sword, sword often. Shut up. <laughs> Aaron, I know you're raring to go. Oh, yeah. Sorry. I thought about this when we were watching the movie. Oh. Um, uh, based on the amount of deaths that were happening. Yes. Uh, my... Uh, lesson from this movie is is when you go on an adventure, be sure to pack healing potions. Oh, yeah. Healing potions. You kept saying 1d8 plus 4. You drink it, you don't die. Big time. <laughs> End of story. <laughs> like- <laughs> Put it in your neck pouch and it'll just be there when you need it. <laughs> what you do is attach a pouch to the mind sword. <laughs> Every time you think of the mind sword, you also have the potions right there. There you go. Tie it, to, yeah. Tie it to the the mind sword. It, it was one of my it was my number one reaction from this movie. It was like, oh no, you are potion. so spot on. <laughs> if I was potion. in that adventure, I would be like, okay, next town we're going into, I'm getting some healing potions. <laughs> this sucks. <laughs> Jeez, even the movie Excalibur, everybody's healing everybody. All kinds of healing going on in Excalibur. <laughs> That's a good movie. I forgot about that one. Yeah, it's a good one. I and mean, it's not really a good movie. It's, oh, what are you talking it's about? It's an in-between good and oh, bad. We'll have words, Joel. It's better than this movie. We'll have words. Uh, my lesson is that having a painful scar on one side of your face is probably made worse by wearing metal against it all the time. This is just my opinion. I don't actually know if it's Sur- true Surgeon General say... Yes. I mean, I would I would assume it would be irritating. You just got to go to a witch for a crystal and it'll get better. Mm-hmm. Dude, it was like an, it was like a cheese grater on the side of his face yeah. that was rubbing up against his <sighs> scar. It started hurting again. I don't know why. His son was like, uh, dad, but shut up, boy. <laughs> we'll see you next week, folks, for the Dunwich Horror. 
Until then, adios. Bye. Bye. Thank you.